Hello? Anybody home? Today, I want you to open your mind. I've almost come to the conclusion that the story is so damning that the mass of people can't deal with it. We are in process of developing a whole series of techniques to get people actually to love their servitude. We face a hostile ideology, global in scope, atheistic in character, ruthless in purpose and insidious in method. For we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covet means for expanding its sphere of influence. To change the minds and the attitudes and the beliefs of the people of the world, and especially the United States, to bring about one world socialist totalitarian government. The potential for the disastrous rise of misplaced power exists and will persist. It has patterned itself after every dictator who has ever planted the ripping imprint of a boot on the pages of history since the beginning of time. If you can get people to consent to the state of affairs in which they are living, then you have a much more easily controllable society than you would if you were relying wholly on clubs and firing squads and concentration camps. Tools of conquest do not necessarily come with bombs and explosions and fallout. There are weapons that are simply thoughts, attitudes, prejudices, to be found only in the minds of men. The military-industrial complex not only controls our government, but they control our culture. As you connect the dots between different people, organizations, places, religions, history, suddenly the picture starts to form. If you don't connect the dots, it's just a mass of what's all this about. The kingdom of God is within man, not one man, nor a group of men, but in all men, in you. You, the people, have the power to make this life free and beautiful, to make this life a wonderful adventure. Someone born in the United States is not more special than someone born in Mexico. Someone who is white is not more special than someone who is black. They're just vehicles for the consciousness to experience. Brutes have risen to power, but they lie. They do not fulfill that promise. They never will. Dictators free themselves, but they enslave the people. War is peace. Freedom is slavery. Ignorance is strength. They do not want your children to be educated. They do not want you to think too much. It was learned that the aliens had been and were then manipulating masses of people through secret societies, witchcraft, magic, the occult, and religion. They reach into our children in music, television, books. Pray on children's innocence. How can I disprove lies that are stamped with an official seal? So if you have the opportunity to stand next to one of these machines, it feels like an altar to an alien god. The Army Air Forces has announced that a flying disc has been found and is now in the possession of the Army. You can deny all the things I've seen, all the things I've discovered, but not for much longer, because too many others know what's happening out there. And no one, no government agency has jurisdiction over the truth. Any state, any entity, any ideology that fails to recognize the worth, the dignity, the rights of man, that state is obsolete. A case to be filed under M for Mankind in the Twilight Zone. It's about time some of you got acquainted with the real hard truth. Freedom is the privilege to be right. Freedom from the disasters of our mistakes. It's the heart that says, I will not acquiesce. Across the gulf of space, intellects, vast and cool and unsympathetic, regarded our planet with envious eyes. 
Each of us, when separated, is always looking for our other half. And the desire and the pursuit of the whole is called love. Heart perception will change everything. I'm your host, Ryan Gable, and you're tuned into the secret teachings on the Fringe FM. Thanks for joining us this evening. If you'd like to contact the show, you can email us at rdgable at yahoo.com. Find us on social media, our only social media page, facebook.com forward slash the secret teachings. And check out our website at www.thesecretteachings.info for our full show archive, all the montages, top news stories, and more. I mentioned last night that over the weekend I spent some time redoing the archive and the montages. I even redid the free archive for those of you who are not subscribers to the show. So you can find, I think I put 30 shows in there sporadically taken from past episode uh, months or past uh, years of The Secret Teachings. Those are there. Just check out the website. It's it's nothing fancy. It's pretty antiquated, but it's very simple to navigate, and you can see uh, what you can get access to as a member. It supports the show when you do support uh, The Secret Teachings through subscribing or buying a book. It supports the network, and that's what keeps us on air five nights a week right here on The Fringe FM, where you can also uh, visit the network website, Fringe.fm, and you can get a uh, get a list of all the shows, so you can listen to all the shows, not just the secret teachings here on the Fringe. Uh, I finally got a new phone, but I, I've got I've got some issues with it already. I have to kind of get a replacement for it. I don't really have a lot of good luck with technology. I'm kind of like Will Smith and iRobot. You know, it just doesn't doesn't work very well with me. But I got this new phone, and I downloaded the Fringe FM app on it, and it's totally free. It took maybe like 20 seconds to download. Uh, and it works really, really well. You can even send little uh, audio clips into the network. It gets uploaded to our server or something to that effect. Uh, we can pull it and uh, put those uh, up on the network. So that's fringe.fm, thesecretteachings.info. We only do one social media page on Facebook. And if you'd like to contact us, rdgable at yahoo.com. Tonight joining me on the broadcast is my good friend, one of my long-term friends, and occasional co-host, Jack, from the Messenger of Information website, uh, messengerof.info. Jack has not been with us for a while, but he's back tonight to talk with us about, well, a number of different topics, but something that Jack was speaking to me about yesterday that I found to be non-coincidental in terms of the ebb and flow of life, because right before Jack and I talked yesterday, uh, well, actually, we, I think we were talking Sunday uh, we were talking Sunday about this, uh, this idea. Uh, I had talked to somebody else earlier Sunday about how in the last year it's taken what amounts to whether you believe in a, an official narrative pertaining to a so-called pandemic or you believe the opposite or you try to pull information from all sides and try to see things in a more objective way. It's changed people's perspective so that they can see who is willing to kneel and bow to whatever authority says and those who can think for themselves. A lot of us get very depressed and think, well, you know, this is just the end of the world. Nothing is going to, to ever go back to normal. Nothing is going to 
change. It's going to get worse. I mean, it's not going to change in the sense that suddenly we go back to how things were in 2018. And these arguments are, are spawned as per what exactly was it like in 2018? What was it like in 2019 or even early 2020? Because in late 2019, I was here on radio talking to you about this thing happening in China. And a few people would comment and say things, you know, through email or social media or other radio hosts. And I told people at my part-time job and, you know, they just brushed me off like, oh, I don't what's happening in Wuhan, China. I don't care. And then those are the same people that now that it's on mainstream news and it's become our reality, that's, that's all that matters. And you, you really have been able to see who's willing to kneel and who's willing to stand, even if it just means standing to think for themselves. But we've, we've also realized that, relatively speaking, we, all of us, have, have had it in the past much better than we have it now. I mean, it's much more difficult to live your lives with any degree of what we consider to be normal. And I think conversations are sparked on the subject of what it means to be normal to further confuse people. Um, we assume that normal means, hey, we can go outside without a mask or a vaccine. But they're attempting to confuse what we define as normal, uh, normal what we define as reality. Uh, in fact, I have a clip from Dr. Fauci that we'll play tonight. He was on CNN a day or two ago, basically laughing like a hyena about how we're, we'll, we'll go back to normal, but it depends on what you define as normal. If you mean what it was like before the pandemic, <laughs> that's not going to happen. You know, just real dark triad personality trait, real psychopath kind of behavior. But it's funny because, you know, a lot of people have succumbed to Stockholm Syndrome. And I was thinking before the show tonight, uh, it's like, because when we talked to Jack, just like when we talked to Don Lester, David Parker, and some others, we're really not of the opinion that a virus causes a disease. It doesn't mean that you don't believe in viruses or you don't believe in disease. And then there are a lot of little uh, details that, you know, that need to be discussed so we don't throw the proverbial baby out with the bathwater. But in that context, I think it's interesting that a lot of civilians, if you will, succumb to Stockholm Syndrome. And I think a lot of politicians, governors, etc., they're, they're kind of like suffering from uh, Munchausen by proxy, which is the mental health condition in which a caregiver makes up an illness or makes up an injury. And they do it to appear self-sacrificing and devoted. They become overwhelmingly involved in medical care. I mean, that is really, I'm surprised I haven't thought of this analogy yet, but this is really what's happening. I mean, we have politicians and we have unelected people that are basically, it's like Munchauser by proxy. They're literally seeking attention. They want you to know that they're self-sacrificing and devoted, and they want you to know that they're concerned about your, your health. And we've just succumbed to Stockholm Syndrome in the process, and we've kind of forgotten what life was like before the mask and before the vaccine and before the social distancing. And I, I think it's like, I don't know, Jack, I'm sure that you've seen the Jim Carrey movie mask and that, that one scene where he says with this mask, I can be a superhero. And I, it's, or, or Bane and Batman where ba uh, Bane says, he's like, uh, you know, no one cared who I was until I put the mask on. 
I just think there's a lot of psychological problems going on. People are suffering from Stockholm Syndrome. I think a lot of leaders, politicians are suffering from Munchausen by proxy. They're making up an illness to control you. And it's just hard to kind of, hard to think about it, but it's also bizarre and it's eerie was what it is, Jack. It's eerie to think about what it was like in early 2020, late 2019, and any time before that. Well, hello there, sonny boy. Uh, good good evening, good, good morning, and... Uh, you know, it's been so long since I've been on your show. I've aged quite a bit. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Is this Joe Biden? Who? Is Joe Biden. You mean that creepy guy? Yeah, this is Joe Biden, though. Right? You're talking about yourself. Well, um, I do like to sniff little girls' hair, but I, I'm not Joe. I'm not creepy Joe. How you doing, Jack? I'm hanging in there, man. Hanging in there. What do you think about what I said? What do you think about reminiscing and thinking about the past and comparing it to the present and how there's just a lot of psychological torture that people are, I, I think, suffering uh, as a result of being tortured psychologically? And I feel like those that are issuing orders and demands and telling us what to do, uh, they're suffering from their own psychological traumas and tortures. Well, I think the key there is the word suffering. And uh, there is a lot of suffering going on. I think everyone is suffering for one reason or another in this dysfunctional time period. So I, I guess, you know, things always change, right? Every second, there's a new norm, isn't there? I guess you could say. See, I, I don't like that new norm term, and I don't like the word normal or normalcy at all in any context of the word. But as we grow older, of course, you know, things change over the course of time from when we were a child to our adolescence to adulthood. Um, so I guess you could say that things are always changing and things will never be the same as they were. But I, I can only say the world as we have known it is gone forever. Well, I'm, I'm glad that you, you mentioned the fact that things do change. Uh, obviously, things change every day, every week, every month, every year. And things in your life directly change, you know, as you get older, as you maybe hopefully become more wiser, you have more new different experiences. But when we listen to things on news or we listen to what so-called leaders say or tell us or what scientists say, always insinuating and leading and implying that this is a new normal. And I know I agree with you. I don't like that terminology either. It's very creepy. It's very dystopian, a new normal. It's a new order. Uh, it's, it's, it's strange to me that we can so easily, so easily within just a couple of months, let alone uh, 12 months, let alone a year and change. We can just in a couple of months, not only watch our everyday life and watch our reality change so dramatically, but be so accepting of the changes right. and so unwilling to look back yeah. and just move forward. You're not accepting of it. I'm not accepting of it, but there are so many people who, that, who are accepting. And it's so very disappointing to see how easily fooled humanity is. Uh, uh, that's just very discouraging. But I will turn the page back. And uh, when this all started, I know I was on your show 
in March of last year, February, March. And at that time, we knew what was coming and we knew things were never going to go back. Okay, so I I never liked the word normal to begin with, because what is normal? How do you how do you define normal to begin with? Right. That's why I don't like that word. But we predicted back then that things were were never going to change. And I, I just want any of the listeners that might be thinking or I would say delusional that things are going to go back to the way they were in 2018 or before this pandemic, scandemic, uh, psychological warfare operation started. It, it's not going to. It's not going to happen. It, it is not going to happen, and people need to understand that. Well, you know because what? As long as they don't, Ryan, they'll continue to be duped. It, it, it's like the proverbial carrot in front of the donkey's face, right? Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, just a little bit longer. I mean, again, it's so simple to turn back the clock and say when this all started, there was going to be the lockdowns and wearing face mask for two weeks. Remember that two weeks. Now it's been a year. And anybody that thinks that it's going to change. They're kidding themselves and it's hurting society because people are believing all the lies. And if we put ourselves in the position of people who might have a hard time believing that, I feel, I can't speak for those people, but I feel from talking to some of those people that I that I know personally or I interact with at least, it, it, there's a feeling of, we, we just, and you see this in propaganda and you see you saw this at the Super Bowl this year, it takes all of us. I had a slightly <laughs> different, you know, approach to what that means, you know, like IT, information right. technology, r- robots, yeah. AI. But it takes all of us. I mean, the, the idea on the surface was that, you know, in order to get over this, it's going to take all of us working together, no matter how hard it is, just push past it. Don't look back. Don't look back, because if you look back, you'll be turned into a pillar of salt, like in the Bible, or a pillar of dust. It, I think the translation was salt, uh, when, the, when, when the, what's his name's wife looked back and saw the city. But we're told not to look back. And I, that, to me, that is... That's what's eerie, and that's what's kind of strange. Like, don't look back at the past, because if you look back at the past, you'll realize what's happening right now is outrageous. And, yeah. I mean, we're talking about, you say two weeks, and it turns into this. It, it'll just keep compounding. I mean, I've heard, I've read things just today, Jack, uh, yesterday over the weekend, uh, the last couple of days, about how uh, there'll, there'll be new vaccinations that you'll have to get for different diseases that have nothing to do with covid if you ever want to fly that, again that likely don't exist either they'll just <laughs> well, keep why would they not continue to make up diseases it they these entities um that are overthrowing and taking over this planet will continue to use the same tactics the same playbook as long as it continues to work They're and they'll just keep doing it over and there's going to be, like you said, another vaccine and another vaccine and another vaccine and another vaccine. But you have to push their end goal. You but have you to remember, push through um, do, you, do you remember maybe let's say basketball because you played basketball as a youngster more so than an analogy using football, but it applies either way. If you run a play in basketball and it works, 
You keep running it until the other team figures out how to stop it, right? That's what a good coach will do. You just keep going to the same thing over and over and over and over. And that's what these entities do to humanity and to this assault on all life on this planet. We, we were informed on uh, the 20th of February a couple of days ago that the Russians have reportedly, quote unquote, detected the world's first case of transmission of H5NH avian flu from birds to humans. And uh, last year there was a report out of China that there was a similar so-called flu strain that was detected in China that could be the next big pandemic. So sure, no matter if you believe that diseases are caused by viruses or not, I don't believe that they're caused by um, viruses or bacteria. I think bacteria is pleomorphic. And this is a topic that's kind of, um, it's, it's very complicated to, to, to get into the details of it in such a short period of time. But regardless of where you stand on that subject, a lot of people probably never thought about it. The reality is what, what you just said, Jack, is very true. The, the, there's never going to be a time when, you know, a governor or a mayor, unless they felt that way from the beginning or unless they've realized, you know, that they were wrong, that they're going to just stop with the draconian measures. Um, you know, you've seen like, OK, for, for example, let me give you an example here in New York. Our governor is under invest criminal investigation for what he's done to the elderly. And uh, he's not allowed to go on CNN now and talk with his brother, which was a huge conflict of interest. Cuomo's brother is also uh, an anchor on CNN. And uh, they're opening up a lot of uh, bars and restaurants and recreation. And other states are removing their mask mandates. And I find it strange. Like, there's a political change of power. And then suddenly, disease the disease, it's, they call it a disease. The numbers are dropping drastically. But they just announced yesterday that the cases for death have exceeded a half a million, uh, but we're dropping restrictions and the vaccine they say isn't really working, but restrictions and the numbers of cases are still dropping. It's very confusing, but they know, and this is a great example of what you're saying. They know that no matter if the case numbers drop, it doesn't matter how many people died. And if they can remove the restrictions temporarily or permanently in, in some regard, people are still going to abide by the mask rule. They're still going to abide by the social distancing. The president could come out tomorrow. A governor could come out and say, this was all made up. And you're still going to have people fighting in grocery stores because someone's not wearing a mask. They've conditioned people to accept this as their new reality. Yeah. And it doesn't matter what happens uh, officially. No one's going to go back, you know, in mass. They're going to continue to go forward into this new uh, cage. And, you know, I was thinking earlier today, actually, just the number, the sheer number of contradictions that have come out from the CDC, the WHO, um, government agencies, the media, uh, politicians. It, it's endless. It's nonstop contradictions. Uh, you, you know what I'm talking about. One, one minute they say this, the next day they say that. It's just constant from all these different sources and people can't even step back and say, wait a minute, uh, that's illogical. This does not make sense. I'm not going to participate with it. It's obviously uh, something's not right here. 
So just think about all the, I mean, that'd be interesting to try and, uh, I know you, you kind of document this kind of stuff on a regular basis, but just off the top of your head, I bet you, you could recite 20 different contradictions within probably the last month as far as the official narrative. <laughs> I'll throw right? you I'll throw you one right now. Let me throw you a, a a fastball. The Centers for Disease Control, according to the Washington Post and directors, uh, people that do uh, um, like public relations for the CDC, the spokespeople, they've said that the virus is not airborne and that their guidelines were, quote, a website error. All right, and the FDA said the virus isn't on surfaces. It doesn't spread through food. So if it doesn't spread through food, doesn't spread through surfaces, doesn't spread through the air, logic would, you know, suggest that it doesn't spread at all because it's not, there's nothing there. They've not detected no, anything. No way for it to do so. So how is that possible? How, how can it not be in the air or, or on surfaces? That's what they've said. That's a huge contradiction. Well, you know, getting back a little bit to the, to, you know, having additional, um, diseases, viruses, um, different vaccinations that they'll be coming out with that they're going to trot out because I think it was, uh, it wasn't a, uh, I call him, uh, what do I call him now? Um, Billy Jean hates AKA Bill Gates. Um, who, who, who also has an interesting resemblance to Kermit the frog, but I've heard he that. just came out and, and said, it just came out and said, that they're probably likely going to have to be a, a, a third, right, a third dose of the vaccine. So they're already setting the stage, and it'll, it'll just never end. It's medical tyranny, and they're using the fear that people have. Uh, what, really? I mean, the people are so fearful of getting sick or of dying. That's what it's all about, the psychology behind all of this. So it's medical tyranny, and they'll just keep using the medical aspect of it, your health, your health, death, death, death. And, and again, they, they, you know, Ryan, that they could create some uh, make up some type of a disease that the, and they'll probably do this. It'll be so absurd that people will still believe it. Look at how much of this stuff that's being presented in the official narrative is completely absurd to begin with. And people buy it hook, line and well, what's, sinker. What stands between reality and this false reality that's been created, I think it's really, it's a pretty simple, very uh, it's a very singular uh, element. It's just like a few words. I, what what will happen is you'll have these reports or these studies that are published, and they'll sim- they'll simply say you know vaccine proven to be safe, just an example. And then you read the report, and it says everything except that it's safe. But if they make that the headline and then publish the real data, which is the opposite of the headline. Well, they're telling you what's going on. It's your fault for not reading the document. When Pfizer says it's 95% effective to get a vaccine, they publish on their website, they only found that 95% rate by testing it on eight people. So they don't give you the details. They just say the science says this. And it will keep compounding and compounding and compounding. And it becomes so trivial that people just give up. I want, sometimes I want to give up. Because it's like, this is ridiculous. There's no way that others don't recognize what's going on. I mean, they're saying now, I mentioned this before the show, that people who wear glasses, it's a new study, people who wear glasses are less likely to catch COVID-19. As if that, I mean, it's like, well, I have, I told you, Jack, I have epidermis. Did I tell you that? A horrible yeah. disease. A horrible disease. I have epidermis. 
It means right. it means skin. But if you tell someone <laughs> you've got epidermis, <laughs> it sounds horrific. We're going to get into see, we're going to get how into, absurd it is, and people will buy it. It's it's like the the deal where you can get you, catch it from flagellants, right? Right through your pants, but they got to right? stick a yep, you fart, and and that's uh, you're going to get COVID. But they got to stick a Q-tip up your nose to find the uh, or or a Q-tip up your butt to find yeah. the virus. That's the new Chinese test. There's more on this when we come back with Jack right here on The Secret Teachings. Don't go anywhere. Stay with us right here on The Fringe FM. This is KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. Hey there, it's Ryan Gable, host of The Secret Teachings, right here on The Fringe FM, Monday through Friday. As we move from the month of Janus into the month of Imbolc, traditionally a time of ritual cleansing, The Secret Teachings is offering a special deal to help you clear the cobwebs out of your mind. With a one-year subscription to the show, access to all of the montages, all of my digital books, and a free copy of one of my books in physical form with free shipping in the United States and autographed if you'd like. Just visit www.thesecretteachings.info and subscribe today by donating $40 through PayPal. Your support keeps us on air and helps to support the Fringe FM as a network. It also hopefully helps you to expand your consciousness and perceptions of the world through The Secret Teachings. Just visit www.thesecretteachings.info and subscribe today by donating $40 through PayPal. That's thesecretteachings.info and rdgable at yahoo.com. My name is Alex Exum, and you're listening to The Fringe FM. So, you love talk radio, then you'll love TalkStreamLive.com. TalkStreamLive is always on, 24-7, with the best streaming talk shows. Find your favorite talkers and discover some new ones. It's free, readily available online, or on mobile with any smartphone or tablet. Finding your favorite talk shows all in one place has gotten a whole lot easier. Just go to TalkStreamLive.com. Be sure to download the free apps from Google Play or the iTunes App Store. Have you ever questioned the nature of your reality, of your reality, of your reality? Do you question the nature of your reality? Join me, host Jess Rogie of The Rogie Report, as we find out more about the strange reality we live in. Here on The Fringe FM, KTLK Digital Broadcasting. This is Kev Baker of The Kev Baker Show. You can find me at Truth Frequency Radio. Or on my home website, www.kevbakershow.com. And you're listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. The truth is out there. And so are we. KTLK. Digital Broadcasting. The Fringe FM. Hello, folks. This is Jordan Maxwell. My website is jordanmaxwellshow.com. And you're listening to... The Secret Teachings, excellent shows. Keep listening. 
with your host, Ryan Gable. You're listening to The Fringe FM, where the wheel of the year turns from Yule to Letha, Ostara to Maybon. This is KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. This is David Icke, and you are listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. It's time you got acquainted with the real hard truth. This is Michael Strange from Troubled Minds. Did you hear that scientists recently discovered radio waves coming from Proxima Centauri? Well, I cannot confirm nor deny we are broadcasting from that neck of the woods. You are listening to KTLK, The Fringe FM. Hi there, I'm Ryan Gable, host of The Secret Teachings radio show right here on The Fringe FM. On The Secret Teachings, we cover parapsychology, pop conspiracy, magic myth, health, and more. You can catch The Secret Teachings Monday through Friday after Joe Roop and Lighting the Void right here on The Fringe FM. For more information, you can visit our website at www.thesecretteachings.info. tonight by white bat audio i'm ryan gable this is the secret teachings on the fringe fm we've got some other break music from secession studios and coag on youtube i'm joined this evening by my good friend and co-host jack from the messenger of information website messenger.of and jack was talking to me this weekend and yesterday about reminiscing on the good old days and uh, jack said he was watching some old football games and thinking about what life was like before the so-called pandemic. Now, I understand that when people listen to radio, they listen in and out, they go you know, segment to segment, you listen to pieces and fragments. And so you really have to reinforce you know, the theme or the idea and repeat things so that it becomes clear that there's structure to the show. That's, that's just you know, how, how, how we structure radio shows. But you know, when it comes to a subject like a pandemic or a virus or disease theory, uh, we play around with these words because words have meaning, a very powerful meaning. And it's hard to just say pandemic and leave it at that because that implies a narrative that I don't necessarily believe in. And it's hard to just say virus or COVID-19 or sickness or disease because that implies a narrative and that's not necessarily true. So we have to be careful with the words that we use if we want to have an understanding that is that is balanced. Otherwise, what we end up with is confusion. And that confusion is compounded further by the, the trivial demands of how to protect yourself from disease or the, the trivial social demands on how to protect other people, the, the trivialness of all this so-called science like if you have, you have glasses, sunglasses, reading glasses, you're less likely to catch COVID-19 now. Right before the break, Jack mentioned that if you flatulate, you know, that's, if you, when you fart, that spreads COVID. And it'll go through your underwear and your pants, but 
They'll have to stick a thing up your nose to find the virus to see if you're sick. It doesn't make a lot of sense. But, you know, most people don't have time to sit down and think about it. They don't have time to sit down and think, huh, does this make sense? No, they go along with it and they're told, and this is what Jack and I was talking, we're talking about over the weekend, they're told just don't look back. Just keep going forward. Press forward. It takes all of us to solve this problem. And before you know it, there's nowhere to go except into a tiny little narrow hall, little narrow entryway where you, they, they put a bolt in your head and then they hang you up in a slaughterhouse and they, they cut you open. That's really where the, the road takes us, it looks like, Jack. I'd like to just touch on something that you mentioned in the first segment, and that is that what is happening is that the more people that die and the more people who will be dying because of the vaccinations, what they're trying to accomplish here, because this is a a transhuman agenda at the end of the day, this is a planetary takeover of AI ultimately, But the thing of it is, Ryan, when, and this is really an important point, I think, is that the more people die, and and let's say that it's, let's just say it becomes a semi-genocide, okay, then there will be no memory of the way that life used to be. If you wipe out the past, there, there will be nothing to compare today's quote-unquote reality to the past. So it's like people won't even know that there used to be bums or that people used to be called handicap or that phones, landlines used to exist. You see what I'm saying? So if there is actually an assault going on on the elderly right now, which it appears that there is, there's a reason for that because those people can talk about the old days, okay, uh, when things used to be different, but if the if the people don't know that the, there's a contrast of how things used to be, they'll just accept the present situation as there's that word normal. Yes, that's a really great point, uh, and I want to clarify. I think at the expense of diminishing Jack's statement, I, I don't want your statement to be misunderstood by people. And I, I from what I'm understanding, from what you're saying. I think there's a difference, and I think you'd agree, between when I was a child and now I'm 30, when you were a child and, and now you're your age, and anybody listening, you might be 40, 50, 60, 70, 80, you might be, I mean, we have we have a lot of listeners to this show who are under 15, I've, I've found. So what, no matter what your age is, obviously over the years, things change naturally. It's just the natural progression of technological development it's the natural progression of society and culture, etc. You learn things, you grow, you move on, you try to be a better person, or you just stay in the same rut over and over again, keep making the same mistake, trying to fix it, or not trying to fix it. So that's, that's natural. But there are times in which there are unnatural advancements that are initiated. Yeah. And so you have this natural idea that when the elderly are gone, and we don't take that wisdom that maybe they had or we don't um we don't uh we don't learn from our parents or our grandparents about history or about life experiences we we lose that and it's knowledge that's lost now that's natural but it can also be weaponized and you can artificially 
amplify, artificially accelerate the process of destroying the past to more quickly usher in a future for which there will never be a past. There will never be a future. Again, there will just be the present moment of total and absolute control. And you won't be able to and think acceptance. at all. And acceptance for and whatever acceptance authority tells you. Yes. Does that, does that make sense? I just want to clarify well, what you're saying. Well put. Well put. And, and I think really the key to all of this, this expedited dysfunction, this direction in which we are being led and, and, and eerily, um, as you, and you can, I'm sure you remember the gentleman's name who said that there's really no stopping this, you know, which, which you were telling yeah, me about Peter, and, and that always Peter in my mind. But I think that the one thing that is, that makes this era in humanity, the way it is, is technology. And that's how they've been able to expedite this agenda is through technology. That's the, that's the kicker. That, to me, is the difference. Well, okay, th- so think about that for a second. You, I'll give you huge credit for this. At the beginning, early 2020, mid-2020, you were saying, and we talked about it on The Secret Teachings, and I've heard other people you know, making the same realization, making the same observation, the same statement, that COVID-19 will be the, the excuse globally to get rid of cash because they'll say it was dirty, right? Yeah. Right. And so it wasn't more than like a month after you said that, that there started the, you know, there was their pub studies, you know, and news articles published and research suggests coin and, shortages, coin, exactly coin shortages, all. So giving you the idea and cultivating the perception that cash is going to be out the door, physical currency, because it's dangerous, it's toxic, it could spread disease and all that, right? So what's the solution? Well, uh, here in the United States, our federal government has proposed uh, digital currencies and a digital wallet and proposed that if you want future supplemental incomes, you'll have to get it through a digital identification, a digital wallet and a digital dollar is what they called it in in the congress i think uh you can find that in forbes magazine if you're interested in reading about it some other places publish that story too so that's just that's cash that's the cashless society people have warned about forever then you have things like you know you've got eugenicists and you've got people that are i guess they would be described as elitists but you have people like klaus schwab and bill gates and others that you know, their family history is eugenics and they want to get rid of the elderly because they see them as a strain on the system. I mean, that's kind of the whole principle of that 1970s movie, Logan's Run. Have you seen that? I've heard of it. I don't think I've ever seen it, though. So I think it, I think it's 30 years old in Logan's Run. So like my age, when you turn 30, you basically you kill yourself because if you because you have to preserve, you know, the perfect utopia. And so you don't you don't age past a certain point. Um, there's even reference to that ideology in that movie, that famous, it's a kind of a famous movie now. It was very popular, the, maybe like a cult movie. Uh, it's called Midsummer, where the people kill themselves at a certain age in this cult. Uh, so that now we've seen, well, the elderly are targeted by COVID and the elderly are in their nursing homes are dying and we'll have to vaccinate them. And CNN said, don't be surprised if the elderly die like virtually right away when they get the shot, it's not because of the vaccine, it's because they're old. So it's like all these things that we've heard are these grandiose conspiracy theories for decades, Jack, 
are now justified because of COVID-19. It justifies don't have sex. That spreads the virus. It makes the planet more polluted to have children. Don't shake hands. That spreads the virus. Don't exchange cash or goods. In fact, you won't even own goods in the future. Everything will be a part of a service economy run by robots. Like, these are not theories. They're not conspiracy theories. They're not even conspiracies. It's just published, stated fact. This is what's going to happen. It's just not happening like a lot of people thought it would happen. I think a lot of people thought it would happen with jackboots on the street demanding that you bow down to a global government. But it's happening because of a virus, social distancing, quarantine, house arrest, lockdown. Uh, This is the kind of thing, Jack, when... We look back into history in other countries and we see what happened in Russia or Germany or Cambodia or Venezuela. That's happening now in a different way, in a different context. Because of technology, it's even more draconian. It's even more you know, strict. And, and, and the end result is we don't get to look back on ourselves and think, wow, why didn't they realize what was happening it's because the psychology of, of, of the individual in any of those time periods was if I just go along, things will get better, even if I know it's wrong. And I won't look back into the past because that's dangerous. I'll move forward. And before you knew it, there's nowhere else to move. You're totally trapped. Well, all the things you, that you mentioned and you said there's there's not jackboots on the streets. It's because they've been able to advance this agenda through one word. And that word is coercion. Oh, yeah. And 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 it all comes, you know, back to this brilliant strategy, actually, of, of using this phantom virus, phantom virus, phantom virus. I want to coin that phrase. That's what it is, a phantom virus. Um, but they use that as the excuse to then coerce everybody into following um, the, what, what they feel is necessary to achieve their agenda. Now, I'm going to just take the floor here for, for just another minute here, Ryan, but I have found myself recently, and, and maybe other people are experiencing this, and, and maybe this is some type of a psychological occurrence that is happening to me, but for whatever reason, I have been within the last, say, several weeks, I've been reminiscing quite a bit. Um, I have been kind of reviewing my life. Um, Gee, I hope, I I wonder if that's in preparation for me dying. I I don't know, but I have gone back and I have been watching uh, old Stanley Cup uh, highlights and and games um, from the last 10 to 15 years, um, I have gone back and I have been watching the championship NFL games uh, from the 1960s. I have been thinking about former girlfriends. I have been thinking about different periods in my life, different chapters, shall we say. And uh, it's not all that I do. Okay, It's not that I'm just sitting around doing that constantly, but it's been pretty pretty frequent actually and and I'm remembering better days okay that's basically what I'm doing and when you think about that um and at some point the population doesn't have a lot of elderly folks people won't remember better days because they've never experienced good days 
the good old days. Okay. So when you think about it, I, I would imagine every generation has, has a struggle with, as they grow older, you know, we're, we're thinking that society in the future is supposed to be a better world, right? Isn't that the way it's supposed to, isn't that the way the picture is painted that it's supposed to be better in the future, better in the future. But I would say as I've aged, I look back and I was, I would take, you know, the seventies, for example, the sixties, the seventies in a heartbeat over the world as it is today. So I don't know that, that society is getting better. I mean, is it really? Well, I, that you, I, I, I that can't word, say that it has. Uh, you know, that word. Maybe somebody in 1920 would would think that the progress, um, the advancements were actually wow. This is I'm leaving a better world than what I came in when I came in. I, I don't see that right now. Do you? Well, no. Most of us reminisce about the past, and that's normal. That's natural. I think it's been hijacked, just like our feelings that. When we, um, we move forward, it must indicate that it's progress because the word progress is moving toward a destination. So we're moving toward a destination, but it just might not be a destination that you want to arrive at. So words are very important. And I believe that through political correctness and through censorship online in particular, our language is being restricted so that we're unable to properly communicate and we're unable through the trivialness of life as it's become more and more trivial every day and the confusion of life as it's become more confusing every day, artificially so, I think, for the most part, that what happens is if you watch or read 1984 in that book, in that movie, they expand, uh, they take an expansive dictionary and they restrict it, right? So the dictionary gets smaller, language gets smaller, our, our ability, our lexicon gets smaller. Um, and although that's happening today, our dictionaries are not really shrinking per se. They're actually getting larger. They're just words are being replaced. Words are being redefined and words are being replaced with words that have no meaning at all. And so that makes it much more difficult for us to communicate. So although it's natural to look back and to reminisce about the past, I think we all do that. I think that we have biases. We have past biases, present biases, and even future biases that the past was great. The moment isn't necessarily in the present that great. We want to go somewhere in the past. We want to go into the future and make it a better world. And I think that is preyed upon by people who have their own agendas and people that want to control common folk like yourself and like me. And that doesn't, you know, for those of you who think that's diminishing, it's just to, you know, the contrast between people like us and people that are making decisions that are unelected and that have no medical licensing, and yet they can somehow dictate to us how the world should be run. Um, and and I, want, I, want to, I want to add to that, Jack, for, for as what you've been talking about, you know, reminiscing on the past. I mean, I do the same thing, and I've done it just like you before all this began a year ago. But it's different today because now we're looking into the past in a very dystopian way. And when we go out into, you know, I don't wear masks. I don't care to physically social distance. I mean, I'm not, I'm not around people. People won't get around me anyway. But I go out and it feels odd. Because one of my favorite things is to go to grocery stores and just walk around. And you can't really do that anymore. Even if the grocery store is okay with you walking around without a mask or whatever. It's customers who get in your face. 
And so no matter, no matter what, what the policy is or the law or whatever, or the lack thereof, people have been turned into these, these monstrous zombie-like creatures, and they're going to act like that no matter if the pandemic was real or not. And, and on that note, I've got a clip here I want to play for you. This is Dr. Faust or Dr. Strangeglove, Dr. Fauci, on CNN talking about what it's like to have an, an, a, a, a sense of normality back. I want to play this for you real quick, Jack. Listen to this. This is on CNN. I believe this was over the weekend Sunday. You and the president have suggested that we'll approach normality toward the end of the year. What does normal mean? Do you think Americans will still be wearing masks, for example, in 2022? You know, I think it is possible that that's the case. And again, it really depends on what you mean by normality. If right. normality that's what I want you to define exactly it. <laughs> the way it <laughs> no, Dana, it's important because if normality means exactly the way things were before we had this happen to us, I, I mean, I can't predict that. I mean, obviously, I think we're going to have a significant degree of normality beyond what the, the terrible burden that all of us have been through over the last year, that as we get into the fall and the winter by the end of the year, I agree with the president completely that we will be approaching a degree of normality. It may or may not be precisely the way it was in November of 2019, but it'll be much, much better than what we're doing right now. Okay, so I picked up two things there, Jack. I want you to comment two things. I picked up one, the, the, the vagueness of everything that Fauci said, and two, like that little carrot. Well, you know, that's possible. That could be it. Or that's you know it's possible it could be it. That's might that might be what happens. Uh, we're not really sure uh, that's going to happen in the future. Uh, you just keep doing what we tell you to do, and it might uh, get better. It's just vague, and then f- empty promises. And that's what this whole thing has been for over a year: vagueness, trivialness, confusion, and empty promises and failed predictions over and over and over and over again. And yet we still see these people as authorities. Go ahead. You know what jumped out at me about Fauci? What jumped Gee, out at you? What- Gee, what a likable guy. He's a, he likable? He's a wonderful human guy. being. He's, he's coming clean. He's telling us the truth, you know. No, you didn't play the clip long enough. Are you going to play the rest yeah. of it? Because there's yeah, a little I have bit the rest more. Of it. Yeah, I have the rest yeah, of it. Because that, that's what jumped out at me. Listen carefully to the last, you know, however much is left, what, a minute or so? And then, and then I'll reference uh, what exactly uh, jumped out at me from that clip. Why do you think Americans might have to wear masks into 2022? You know, because it depends on the low on the level of 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 of, uh, of dynamics of virus that's in the community. And that's really important because that gets back to something again that you said, if you see the level coming down really, really very low, I want it to keep going down to a baseline that's so low that there's virtually no threat or not no, it'll never be zero, but a minimal, minimal threat that you will be exposed to someone who is infected. So if you combine getting most of the people in the country vaccinated with getting the level of of virus in the community very, very low, then I believe you're going to be able to say, you know, for the most part, we don't necessarily have to wear masks. But if we have a level of virus that is at that level that it was months and months ago, like 20,000 per day, is a heck of a lot better than what it's been, but that's still very high level of virus in the mm. community. I want to see it go way down, 
when it goes way down and the overwhelming majority of the people in the population are vaccinated, then I would feel comfortable in saying, you know, we need to pull back on the masks. We don't need to have masks. Right there. Did you hear how he slipped that in? When it goes way down, this is the key point. And the overwhelming majority of the people in the population are vaccinated. That's the key right there. Then you can stop wearing your mask and then and, you can stop and, social and, distancing and it'll all go back to and, some level of normal. And I would like to also tell Tony when, when I have dinner with him this weekend, um, it'll, he, just, he also said it'll never be zero. I got news for you, pal. It's zero right now because this phantom virus does not exist. Let me. But that's. I think that's what stood out to me there, Ryan. Was was that uh, when a majority, the overwhelming majority of people are vaccinated, that's when then they'll feel comfortable. What what stood out to me besides that is that 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 creepy laugh in 2022. You know, I think it is possible that that's the case. And again, it really depends on what you mean by normality. It really depends on what you mean by normality. Right. Normality is exactly the way it. (laughs) I mean, isn't this supposed to be like some horrible, horrible situation? And these Dr. Faust is laughing on CNN about it. See, you know, when you have governors and mayors and the city council people not following their own orders, not following their own guidelines, their own policies, the CDC policy, et cetera. And you see even presidents not doing it. And yet they want you to do it. It shows you a couple of things. It shows you the disparity between the ultra wealthy and powerful and the ultra poor and, and, and people that are not really powerful in the sense of politics and government, but it shows you that they're not concerned with anything. And earlier, Jack, you mentioned the the inconsistencies and the contradictory reports. I'll give you another one. Not only does the CDC say the airborne transmission is an error, they don't know that for sure, and the FDA says it's not spread through surfaces and food, let me give you another little piece of information. Their survival rate for the average person, uh, especially if you're under 70, is 99 plus percent. And of the people that do die, the, the 1%, less than 1% roughly, of people that do die who are sick, 6% of those people died of other conditions, 2.9 conditions, according to the CDC. And of those people who died, a large number of them died of car wrecks, heart attacks, and the flu that were recategorized as COVID-19. So, on Jack's point... Essentially, yes, the number is closer to zero. And that's even if you believe that viruses cause disease. This is just statistical information. I'm Ryan Gable on The Secret Teachings tonight. The Fringe FM, my good friend Jack from the Messenger of Information website is with us. There's more after this. Don't go anywhere right here on The Fringe. This is KTLK Digital Broadcasting, somewhere between the normal and paranormal. A collection of question marks. No reason, no explanation. Just a prolonged nightmare. Right here on The Fringe FM. Do you like The Secret Teachings and Ryan's passionately balanced approach to subjects from food and health to the entertainment industry and the occult? Then check out Ryan's books. 
available in PDF and softcover with free shipping in the United States. For a practical, balanced, and unique look at the food industry, vaccinations, the theories of disease, and geoengineering, grab a copy of Food Philosophy. For a deeper look into artificial intelligence, UFO cults, black goo, and packs made with the devil in the music and entertainment industry, have a look at the technological elixir. Or look for Ryan's masterpiece, Occult Arcana, an encyclopedia of occult knowledge spanning from mythology and science to symbols and sigils, from ritual magic to voodoo, and from comparative religion and psychic abilities to paranormal activity. All three books can be purchased on the website at thesecretteachings.info, where you can read reviews from other authors and radio hosts around the world. Just visit thesecretteachings.info. Hey, Fringe listeners, Dave Cruz here, reminding you that Beyond the Strange airs live Monday evenings at 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 10 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on The Fringe FM, BTS is your one-stop shop for the paranormal, the bizarre, and most of all, the strange. Join me and co-host Black Sky Paranormals, Russ Bailey, as we discuss topics such as aliens, ghosts, Bigfoot, and much more. Also, we talk with profound guests, authors, researchers from all over the world, and we take your calls live on the air. Go to beyondthestrange.com and learn more about the show, guests, times, free registration for our newsletter, merch, and much more. Again, that's Beyond the Strange, Monday evenings, 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern, right here on KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. And as always, stay strange. The truth is out there, and so are we. KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. Hey there, it's Ryan Gable, host of The Secret Teachings, right here on The Fringe FM, Monday through Friday. As we move from the month of Janus into the month of Imbolc, traditionally a time of ritual cleansing, The Secret Teachings is offering a special deal to help you clear the cobwebs out of your mind. With a one-year subscription to the show, access to all of the montages, all of my digital books, and a free copy of one of my books in physical form with free shipping in the United States and autographed if you'd like. Just visit www.thesecretteachings.info and subscribe today by donating $40 through PayPal. Your support keeps us on air and helps to support the Fringe FM as a network. It also hopefully helps you to expand your consciousness and perceptions of the world through The Secret Teachings. Just visit www.thesecretteachings.info and subscribe today by donating $40 through PayPal. That's thesecretteachings.info and rdgable at yahoo.com. Are you intrigued by Paranormal Talk Radio? You'll love the new Paranormal Radio app from TalkStream Live. You'll find a great selection of talk shows covering UFOs, ghosts, strange phenomena, and much more. Download the Paranormal Radio app now and start listening to the very best in Paranormal Talk entertainment, including the network you're listening to right now. The Paranormal Radio app, free in Google Play and the iOS App Store. Yoy there, it's Gigi from Shift Happens. Just stopping by to tell you to stop it. Stop that. Stop that thing that you're doing. And redirect all of your attention right directly back here to the Fringe FM. You're welcome. 
This is Jess Rogie, host of the Rogie Report, and you're listening to the Fringe FM, KTLK, digital broadcasting. You're listening to the Fringe FM, where the wheel of the year turns from Yule to Letha, Ostara to Maybon. This is KTLK, digital broadcasting, the Fringe FM. Join me on a journey where getting lost is the only true destination, where happiness is an illusion. Where the past, present, and future all coexist on the same timeline. Ryan Gable, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings on The Fringe FM. Tonight joining us is Jack, my good friend and co-host from the Messenger of Information website, messengerof.info. If you'd like to contact The Secret Teachings, and that also includes Jack, or if you'd like to contact our other co-host, Mike D., you can email us at rdgable at yahoo.com. That's R-D-G-A-B-L-E at yahoo.com. You can find us on social media at facebook.com forward slash the secret teachings. And our website is www.thesecretteachings.info. Also, check out the Fringe FM app. I just finally downloaded it. I got a new phone. It's still a crappy old phone, but it's a newer phone. I got the Fringe FM app. It's pretty cool. Uh, what you can do with it and the the services that it offers. It's all free. On-demand shows, you can upload, you know, audio clips of yourself, you know, saying something. And again, it's free on any platform phone that you have. So that's the Fringe FM app, and it is free to download. So go ahead and go grab that if you, if you want to uh, listen to the network on the go and you want to do so very simply. You can also check our archive out on our website, thesecretteachings.info, get access to the archive and uh, we have a new archive now where you can just scroll through the shows in a single player read the show notes and download the show directly from that player powered by captivate took me a while to get it set up and we lost a few shows in the process i I have them backed up but i lost a few shows in the the rss uh, feed transfer from spreaker but 99.9 percent of it is there uh, a percentage actually kind of close to the number of people that survive having COVID-19. And I mentioned this before break, 99 plus percent of people that have COVID-19 survive, they live. And of the 1% roughly that die, 6% of that 1% died only of COVID. 94% of that 1% died of 2.9 additional conditions, according to the CDC. It's on their website still including heart disease, etc. Now, of the people that died of COVID-19, the, the, the tiny, tiny 6% of the 1% that died and didn't survive, it's very interesting that some of them died of gunshots that were not categorized as an additional medical condition. Some of them died, that's according to a coroner in Denver, Colorado. A number of people died of other conditions like, well, some people got vaccinated and died and they were labeled as COVID-19 deaths. And some people that died 
just died of old age. They didn't die of a virus or anything that strained their body, but they died with a particle in them, so they consider them COVID-19. So it doesn't really matter if you believe in disease theory. It doesn't matter if you're in the, in the camp of Louis Pasteur, the plagiarist, or if you're in the camp of, 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 of Bicamp, 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 I can't pronounce his name in French, Bicamp, then the numbers and the data, it speaks for itself. And, uh, you know, Jack, I like to reminisce about things. I don't necessarily reminisce about the past so much as I reminisce about things that I've read in the past. And I remember distinctly reading that carbon dioxide was this horrible, horrible thing that needs to be eliminated. And unless you know what carbon dioxide is, that sounds like, okay, good, you know, we got to save the planet, all that stuff, right? Environmentalists love that stuff. That love, They love that crap. But then it's like, well, carbon dioxide is the oxygen of plants, and carbon dioxide is something we exhale, and it doesn't control the environment or the climate, and there's not an excess of it in the atmosphere. So why is it that anybody wants to cut carbon or tax carbon? Well, for the same reason that COVID-19 as a pandemic has been used to usher in a cashless society, the elimination of the elderly, justifying it by one means or another, social distancing, isolation, don't have children, don't shake hands, don't have sex, don't kiss, all that stuff. When, when I, I read this article over the weekend about COVID-19 spreading through the air, I reminisced about the CDC saying that it was, uh, it was basically an error that they ever gave any guidance on it spreading through the air. And the FDA said it doesn't spread on surfaces or food. So where does it spread? And so, Jack, I read this article I want to share with you. I think it's incredible. And I think whether or not people are in the camp of, of the camp or they're in the camp of Pasteur for germ theory, or they even know who these guys are, if they think viruses cause disease or not, there's a lot of confusion about this. This, this article, I'm not going to read you the whole thing, is really profound. It says, an associate professor of chemistry and biochemistry at the University of Denver, Alex Huffman, says that according to the CDC and according to him and other researchers, they want to take carbon dioxide monitors and they want to use them to detect carbon dioxide in the air to determine if the virus is spreading. And they say they want to use carbon dioxide detectors because of this. This is what Huffman said from the University of Denver. When you breathe out, you breathe carbon, di- uh, carbon dioxide out as well as aerosols that come out of your mouth. We can't measure the respiratory infectious aerosols in the room. But we can measure CO2. So what they're telling you, and the article goes into further detail, they cannot isolate a virus in the air. They have not, and they cannot prove that a virus is transmitted through the air. They can only imply it by suggesting that particles, and they can prove this, that particles when you sneeze or cough or talk, can travel up to 26 feet or more. So the, 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 the lie is that it travels through the air just because you can prove particles travel that far. But when you can't isolate the virus in the particle, in the aerosol, it's not only misleading and disingenuous, it's outright fraudulent. And so now they're saying we got to use carbon dioxide monitors in restaurants and businesses to prevent too much carbon dioxide. If I didn't know any better, Jack... I'd think these people were space aliens. This is a necessary gas for humans to exist on this planet. And there's an, there's an outright assault 
on the very essences of life. No more carbon dioxide, no more families, no more children. It's all horrible. Sounds alien to me. Well, they're demonizing carbon. uh, Well, they're actually demonizing carbon dioxide now. And um, it it's it's an assault on humanity. Um, I, I highly recommend people go to Messenger of Information, Messenger of Info. Look at the post I put up over the last several days. There's a, a brilliant uh, dot connector series um, video cast that uh, David Ike does. And he connects the dots to the transhumanism agenda, uh, which, you know, it all goes back to George Floyd. I can't breathe. It comes back to 5G where where when it when they ramp that up, uh, the human body cannot uh, absorb oxygen. They're making us wear masks, which limits the amount of oxygen, deprives the, the human body, the brain, the in, internal organs of o- the proper amount of oxygen. So. Um, this is all part of the plan to dehumanize, or to, excuse me, to to uh, for the transhuman agenda to get rid of human humanity as we know it. And by the way, if anyone does go to Messenger of Information, I would also highly recommend that you read the uh, documentation that Dr. Andrew Kaufman and Dr. Tom uh, Cowan presented, which proves that there is no virus they've they've done they've done presentations about it but they put a really nice easy pretty easy to understand explanation of the fact that the the virus has never been uh, isolated or purified and uh, I would encourage people to take a look at that too and and based on their expertise um, that's where I come up with my stand that I believe there is no virus as it's been depicted to us. I know, Ryan, you think there's something else out there, um, and I would agree with that. But uh, I really hope that people take a look at that documentation in writing um, and draw their own conclusion from that paper. Yeah, it's like, I'm glad that you clarified that, first of all, but it's, it's like uh, there's clearly something there in the image in the microscope or whatever it is, but it do, that doesn't mean that that's what's causing the disease. So I want to be very clear about that. There, there's no evidence that it causes the disease, and there's no evidence at all that it's in any kind of aerosol that is <coughs> coughed or a chew sneezed or breathed out of your body. And that has been documented from the beginning in 2020 when laboratory experiments were conducted and researchers found that they did in one case isolate the virus in the aerosol. But then they tell you in a weasel like fashion at the end of the article, this test was a very artificial environment where we induced the conditions that we theorize could be possible. So, yeah, it's possible, but they can't prove it. And they've never been able to identify um, the virus in aerosols. Well, so it's all based on this myth. Well, the bottom line is every virus, there's a, a, a protocol. And it, there always has been. And they follow that protocol to determine the virus. They have not done that with the so-called COVID-19. So um, I, I wanted to go back real quick to one of the other things that you had said earlier about, you know, going out and going to the store and wearing a mask and all that stuff. What, what really has happened now with, with this whole nonsense is 
everything's kind of a hassle now. You know, nothing nothing is easy in life. You know, even when I've considered about maybe going out to, to say to a movie. You going clubbing, Jack? Uh, I went. You going clubbing? Pardon me? Are you going clubbing? Yeah, going clubbing. Um, Jack's going to raves. So, so I, I, let's say I'm going to go to a movie, and I actually was thinking about it. And I went, to, I looked online to see if the movie theater was even open, and, and this one particular one was. But, of course, on their website, it talked about all their mask policies and, and et cetera, et cetera. And I, I just said, you know what? I, I don't even want to go. It's not even worth the hassle. I don't want to have to get into it and try and stand my ground and all of that stuff. And so... What they have really done uh, quite an effective job with also is they've taken fun out of life. Yes, that's very true. They really true. have. You can't go to a ball game. You can't go to a hockey game. You can't go to a concert. You can't go to the county or the state fair. There are no festivals. And guess what, folks? There aren't going to be. There's not going to be a full concert series as we've known it in the past Next, this coming summer, for example. They'll have some kind of damn virtual virtual concert, or, or they'll have – you won't be able to be in the crowd. You'll have – you've seen that. I saw that some time ago where they had like these uh, VIP boxes, right? So you couldn't really – be in a crowd with people. You're you're kind of in your own little your own little oh, they, cell I, they there. Isolate as, you. as you yeah, isolated as you as you watch the concert. Um, I'm telling you, there will be a day, and it won't be very far from now, where where parents will tell their kids, I remember the days when I used to be able to go to a ball game. Well, people you are know? people are already doing that. Yeah, we we're already yeah, we we're mean, already thinking and feeling that way. And again, it's conditioning, Ryan. We're accepting this. We're ex- I I can't believe people want to live in a world and accept living in a world with everyone walking around wearing masks. Well, well, and I say to people, is that the life that you want to live? Is that the world in which you want to live? And you know, it, it it's it's going to get to the point where they're going to be conditioned enough where and athletes for for those that survive. Uh, you know, because they've all been taking so many uh, of the uh, tests, which now, you know, there have been reports and I've always felt that there are some type of nanoparticles or whatever else that they've tainted the the the, uh, the test, the covid test swabs with. And those athletes, they get multiple, multiple um, tests co- constantly, like every day. Um, and then I'm sure they'll be taking the vaccines and then that'll probably kill them. So even if there are any athletes left, there there will be a day real fast where they won't even remember what it was like to play in front of 50,000 people. Yeah, well, I don't necessarily believe there's anything to do with nanites on a test. I think that's that I think that's disinformation to conflict with the hard evidence that companies like Merck have said don't get our vaccine, it's dangerous, just get sick and get better. That's let the body work and do its thing. But in regards to what you're saying, yes, I feel at some point there might not be any sports at all. And I feel like what's happening is here in New York, they're relieving more restrictions here uh, mid-February 2021. And you've seen case numbers supposedly drop since the presidential inauguration. And although cases are dropping and we're opening things back up partly, but you still got to wear your mask and distance to get your vaccine. All that is, is it's the loosening of the noose. So you feel like... I can, I can, you know, I guess, ironically, I can breathe again. And then, mark my words, in regards to what Jack's saying, what's going to happen, 
something big, another strain. They're already talking about new strains again in Africa and you know in the UK. A new strain will come out. Maybe it'll be like Songbird, that new propaganda movie, COVID-23, or some other thing like H8N8 from Russia or some other disease from China, something again that will cause the same reaction. And this time when they tighten the noose, it'll be even tighter than the first time they tightened it. And then what happens is they loosen it a little bit more, but it's, it's not as loose as it was the first time they loosened it. But you can still breathe a little bit, and you're like, thank you. And then they tighten it again. And before you know it, it's like the old idea of the frog in the water, like Jordan Maxwell has talked about. Before you know it, you're, you're hanging and your feet are twitching and you've gone unconscious and broken your neck. You've been slowly coerced into it. By the time the average person recognizes this is ridiculous, there's nothing they can do about it. It's like the downfall of customer service, for example. They've lowered this, the bar so so low now that people don't even expect customer service. So it's it's kind of a, along the same line that they, that people will just accept what whatever is thrown at them. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna just bring this up um, about the something being being on those test swabs. Okay, um, I'm gonna ask why. They wouldn't be just using a swab to swab the mouth to detect the uh, the so-called virus. I I would like to question why there has been such a major push for people to get tested. My thoughts are have always been that there's something on that swab because they're sticking it up basically into your brain cavity. Um, and also, they knew that there would be a pushback, all right, and that there would be a lot of people that were going to draw the line in sand and say, "No way, I'm not. I'm not going to get uh, vaccinated." So, I think that they planned ahead, and and there's something I would say that's that is diabolical with those swabs. And the last thing I will say is, I had to laugh when what's it been a month ago now ryan when you know the chinese came out with the anal uh, covid <laughs> test swab yeah, yeah and i thought you know they're laughing hysterically at humanity because people are willingly bending over and taking it up the ass i know i said that i said that on a couple of shows a week ago too yeah literally they're making people bend over and take it up the butt literally and, and they're glad to do it ryan Glad, oh, happy of to. Course. You want me to of pull course. my pants down, bend over? No problem. Of course, China. Thank you very much. I will bend over and I will open my butt cheeks up so you can stick a Q-tip up my butt. I, I mean, I'm just trying to protect my neighbor. Is really what's what's going on here. Well, uh, uh, in response to what you're saying, though, I they stick it up the nose because it's supposedly a respiratory syndrome rather than putting it in the mouth. Nonetheless, oh. I still understand what you're saying, and I'm not yeah, saying hey, that. It's, I may be wrong. But, you know, look at how how what what how many they just had such a push. And you see here again, Ryan, it's the cycle psychology that they use. They, they know how people think. And so somebody might say, OK, there's no way I'm going to get the vaccination, but uh, it's OK. I'll get the test. You see, it's a fallback position that people will buy into because it's the lesser of two evils. And in the meantime, they're getting vaccinated or they're having something put into their body from the tip of that swab. And, and they think that they beat the system, but they didn't. 
Well, I, okay, so saying? for the psych- I, I, I'm not saying I know for a fact that there's anything on those Q-tip tab uh, swabs, but it, to me, it would make sense that that they would do that. I understand. And, I, and we know how these it, these psychopaths operate. Well, I understand the so, psychology of it, yeah, to make people feel as if they've um, they've beaten the system. Right. I, I, I don't think that there's anything on the Q-tip because I, I think it's preposterous to suggest they would need to do that to get something in the body when they can admittedly do it with aerosol spraying in the atmosphere well, um, you know, or food. But Yeah, that's why I, I don't understand why don't they just wipe us all out. But I, I'm telling you, uh, energy, I've come to Jack, the absolute food. conclusion – that this is is a planetary takeover, which which I put this on Messenger of Information a year ago, and it, it is the the transforming of of humanity in into you know machine into cyborgs, and I've kind of come to the conclusion now they they don't really want to kill everybody, they they still want to have some some cyborgs left that they can transform humans into cyborgs they'll get rid of a, a decent amount of the population but above and beyond that i'm i'm quite certain that i will take this to my grave that this is a planetary takeover and um and if you watch the dot connector by david ike i think you'll likely draw the same conclusion, which which is, again, this is something we've known or I've felt for quite a while, but it was a good refresher to hear David Icke talk about it. And when you see things mapped out and you connect how they're doing it, it makes perfect sense. Yeah, I, I, I completely understand what you're saying. I like David Icke, most of the stuff that he says. If we just go and reference the material that we hear from, whether it's the secret teachings, David Icke or Jordan Maxwell, or you hear it from Infowars for that matter, you can confirm those things for yourself. And a lot of times you have disinformation that is injected into the conversation so that when that disinformation becomes very popular and spreads on social media, it's associated with things that are very, very factual, very well documented so that when you present the factual documented information, it's associated with the easily disprovable stuff. And people can just say, well, that's just a conspiracy. That's just QAnon. That's just Trump. You know, and if things become politicized or they become religiousized or whatever the case might be. And so we get to a point, and I want to talk about this when we come back from break, we get to a point that we realize, and I've realized this a couple months ago, you really can't have these conversations. You know, we have to, as individuals, we have to confirm based on what we've read and what we've we've understood. Like, I can pull articles where... Again, Merck says, don't get our vaccine. It's dangerous. Just get sick and get better. Take care of yourself. That's that's freaking Merck saying that. The company that Merck's people for billions of dollars, that's the company that says, don't get the vaccine. Don't get our vaccine. So I can prove that with what they're saying. However, reality can become convoluted when we have all of this additional in- injection, no pun intended, of, of false misleading <laughs> information. So... So, Jack, what we have to do is understand what we what we understand based on the evidence that we have and, and understand that that is empowering. We don't need to inform every single person of it. And that, I think, is I want to talk about that when we come back from break. I've, I've got a little story I want to share with you, and then we'll get your take. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. My good friend and co-host Jack is with us this evening. One last segment with Jack, his website, Messenger of... Dot info, our website, thesecretteachings.info. rdgable at yahoo.com is the email. You can reach myself or Jack 
There's more after this. Don't go anywhere. could listen to this. And again, you know, people say David has no evidence, David has no evidence, but... I hate this channel. Or you could listen to The Secret Teachings with myself, Ryan Gable, five nights a week on The Fringe FM, and join us to explore the outer limits of history, symbolism, parapolitics, and more. We'll explore a little of everything, but don't take my word for it. I'm kind of like you. I'm a last of a dying breed, a generalist. That's thesecretteachings.info and The Fringe FM. If you're interested in all things that include the occult, from witchcraft to voodoo, and from mythology to alchemy, then why not check out the book Occult Arcana, complete with hundreds of beautiful images. Maybe you want to look at technology, black goo, UFOs, and demonic pacts made in the entertainment industry. Check out the technological elixir. Black goo, transhumanism, and invoking AI. Or if that's not enough and you want a practical look at food, lifestyles, and ingredients, even those in your pet food, with free solutions to better health, then check out Food Philosophy. All three of these books are available in softcover or PDF at www.thesecretteachings.info That's where you can read reviews, see pictures, and even order yours today. It not only supports The Secret Teachings and Fringe FM, but most importantly, it supports you. Hey there, it's Ryan Gable, host of The Secret Teachings, right here on The Fringe FM, Monday through Friday. As we move from the month of Janus into the month of Imbolc, traditionally a time of ritual cleansing. The Secret Teachings is offering a special deal to help you clear the cobwebs out of your mind. With a one-year subscription to the show, access to all of the montages, all of my digital books, and a free copy of one of my books in physical form with free shipping in the United States and autographed if you'd like. Just visit www.thesecretteachings.info and subscribe today by donating $40 through PayPal. Your support keeps us on air and helps to support the Fringe FM as a network. It also hopefully helps you to expand your consciousness and perceptions of the world through The Secret Teachings. Just visit www.thesecretteachings.info and subscribe today by donating $40 through PayPal. That's thesecretteachings.info and rdgable at yahoo.com. They all say the same thing. They're all like, you know, over the last four years, everything good that happened was because of us. And we would have done more good stuff if it wasn't for those guys. And then they, the Democrats go, oh, we did all the good stuff. <laughs> it's like you're all working for the same guy. You're listening to The Fringe FM, where the wheel of the year turns from Yule to Letha, Ostara to Maybon. This is KTLK Digital Broadcasting. The Fringe FM. Want more of The Fringe? Check out thefringe.fm for more information on your favorite shows. 
Also, don't forget to check out the Fringe mobile app or the other ways you can tune in through the Paranormal Radio app and talk stream live. Where the normal and paranormal collide, it's the Fringe FM. This is The Secret Teachings. If you'd like to contact the show, email Ryan at rdgable at yahoo.com or find him on Facebook at facebook.com slash thesecretteachings. Howdy. This is Joe Mars, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. Music tonight by White Bat Audio, Secession Studios, and Coag. I'm Ryan Gable, your host, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings on The Fringe FM. You can catch the show Monday through Friday right here on The Fringe. Check out our archive with montages, my digital books, the newest updated edition of The Technological Elixir at www.thesecretteachings.info. Jack... In the last segment, my good friend and co-host was talking about what he calls a planetary takeover. For some, I know that implies aliens, or maybe you prefer to refer to aliens as demons, and you look at it from a religious point of view. I likewise feel that we talked about on Monday this week how carbon dioxide, which is the oxygen of plants, it makes the environment and uh, more green. NASA says forests are growing at a rapid increasing rate because of carbon dioxide. Carbon dioxide doesn't drive the jet stream or the climate. Carbon dioxide is necessary for life. If we don't have it, the ecosystem as we know it will collapse. We have to have carbon dioxide, period. But to demonize carbon dioxide, to demonize sunlight, to demonize having children, to demonize the very essence of what it means to be human with looking into other people's eyes, seeing their faces, seeing their smiles, seeing their frowns, seeing people that are unmasked, getting close to people, communicating with people, having intimacy, holding hands, shaking hands for business deals, sharing food, breaking bread, spending time with family, having some direct medium of exchange that we can identify as what we are going to exchange for a particular product. When you eliminate all of that, I can't help but think that even if it's figurative, what's happening is, yes, indeed, as Jack said, a planetary takeover. It is very alien to the human element. And I know that it sounds dark and depressing, and it just doesn't feel good to recognize and to talk about and to listen to these types of things. But I want to tell you something that really got me. I was talking to a friend of mine named Nicole, and she told me, she said, until I met you, Ryan, I was like a hardcore liberal. I was a hardcore Democrat. She said, once I met you, I realized like everybody in politics is just full of it. It's all nonsense, or at least it's become all nonsense. And she said, it took a pandemic, or she's like a so-called pandemic, because she she, she, she knows Kaufman and Cowan, and she knows about Pastor and Bacamp and all these guys. 
about disease theory, and she's reading uh, Don and David, uh, Don Lesser, David Parker's book. We've had on the show a handful of times. She's reading their book too. And she said, it took a pandemic to get me to realize how insane and how zombified some people are. How some people literally just like, put the mask on, Blah, I love Fauci. Like literally people will do that. I've seen people do that. They've acted like that to me. But she said it took a pandemic for me to see this. And, and, and she told me that, she's like, I thought that it was really negative, but she's like, I realized that it, feel, it feels good to know that the people I can talk to who listen to me and who don't judge me and who hear what I have to say, those are the people I can trust. Those are the people I can build you know, connections with. And I said, exactly, Nicole. I said, I bet it makes you feel, and as I started to say empowered, she said, it makes me feel empowered. And I said, bingo, that's it. We otherwise feel depressed and disconnected. We feel unloved. We feel cold. We feel darkness. And what all that is, is an inversion of not only living, it's an inversion of loving. E-V-I-L-E-V-O-L. Live, love. That's evil. And so when you recognize what's happening and you make connections with people that are supportive and loving and full of life, then it doesn't remain this, this bourgeois, woohoo, new age garbage of love and light, man. I'll bend over and take a Chinese anal swab up the ass to see if I have COVID. That's a real thing, by the way. No, 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 no. What it becomes is I'm making real connections. I'm really helping people. It's not a superiority complex. It's the realization of how much power you have in as, as an individual. And uh, not only Nicole, but my, my partner, Hope, has been on the show before, and she told a story on the show about how, I don't want to tell too much of it for her, but she, she told me that, she said, before I met you, like I, I did not like the idea of having children. I didn't like the idea so much of having a family. I thought it was too much. She said, but you changed my perspective. She said, you told me that, and I've expressed this on the show before, I don't feel personally that having a child is something that creates conflict or that is dangerous to life and the environment, which is obvious it's not. But having a child and teaching that child and growing with that child is actually one of the very fundamental things that a human being can do to solve the problems in the world. And so... I don't care if those problems are social or what we experience on a daily basis today. That's a powerful thing that is full of all that love and light that all the counter-revolutionary fake environmentalist hippies talk about like it's like a it's like a, it's like they got Tourette's love and light, love and light, love and light. It's like, no, how about you just address what's real and then we can experience love and light by recognizing, hey, the house is on fire. Maybe I shouldn't lay in bed while my house burns down. Maybe I should call the fire department, grab an extinguisher, get my family, get some valuables, and get out of the damn house. So I think, as my friend Nicole explained, and as I'm sharing with you tonight and with you, Jack, she said she feels empowered now, realizing who she can trust because of this. And then my partner, Hope, I know you know Hope as well, she said she feels that it's like it's almost like a duty. I think she used the word duty, but it's almost like a responsibility. She feels a draw to have children to teach them and to solve problems. Otherwise, we're just told to sit back, bend over, 
and take it and don't have kids because they're dangerous. And all that is an assault on life and love. That is evil, and that is your planetary invasion, my friend. Everything that makes us human is being replaced or removed, Ryan. Step back and just observe. It's been going on. We're seeing it happen in front of our very eyes. It's a transformation. This is not transhumanism. It's beyond that. It's actually an assault on all life on this planet. It's extermination. That's what it is. It's extermination, Jack. These entities, which which I've been saying for quite a while, I, I think we've discussed this a little bit on the show at some point, where, you know, I, I believe it's, it's, it's kind of apparent to me that a lot of these decision makers, these people in authority, so-called, these politicians, these uh, Bill Gates of the world and, and the Fauci's and, and others, uh, Schwab and others, I believe they are already possessed. I, I think they're gone. Because You can look at Joe Biden. Just look at his eyes. Um, just beady black little eyes. And I'm here to tell you, and I've referenced this, this movie, documentary, ad nauseum, They Live, or you could even look at the movie Avatar, that they're amongst among us. And, uh, you know, people will say things like, well, if there are really chemtrails um, and they're genetically modifying the food, why would they do that? Because they're uh, subjected to it as as well as their families, too. And as Ike points out, there's so few people on the face of this earth that can open truly open their mind to all possibilities. And I really do believe that it is. I don't like that word believe. It, it seems to make sense to me that there are a lot of people on this planet, a lot, that are already possessed by this artificial intelligence. And um, I, I think that's they're, they're the ones leading the charge. And, and if you look at it, you know, it's OK. So now they want. So so Billy Jean uh, hates wants to get rid of all the all the cows now. Right. It's not going to end there, Ryan. They're, they're going to do try to do away with with animals um, and uh, probably plant life. Um, they've already, you know, modified uh, a lot of the plant life. All right. Our food supply. I really think that they want this to be a completely synthetic world, and I only can come back to the Borg. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, we're all going to be assimilated. All of those things, I just can't get away from coming back to those because it makes perfect sense if you just objectively look. It all fits as to what, what's happening in the world. It, it, it fits those scenarios. Well, all your biological and technological means will be assimilated with our own. That is exactly What's happening, and that's not because of a TV show like Star Trek or it's a, or it's a movie like They Live. I mean, this is literally the the type of wording that people within Google or Facebook, whether it's Ray Kurzweil or Mark Zuckerberg or it's Elon Musk, that's the type of wording. Or Peter Diamandis from the Singularity University. That's the kind of wording these people use. They, they literally tell you yes. that there's nothing that we can do, like Musk right. 
and 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 Peter, like I could pull up a, a quote by Peter, for example. Let's pull it up. I'll pull it up in my yeah, t- technology. That's the book. one I was referencing before that I wanted you to pull up. Where where you said there's nothing we can do to stop it. Stop it. I, I mean, wh- what I'm trying to say is, ultimately, we look at we need to look at what is the end game here, and we need to understand that, even though it seems beyond science fiction, this is what is happening. And we've got all these other distractions with COVID, which is not not a good thing, and mask wearing and vaccinations and all that stuff and, and a communist takeover of the United States and all this other all these other things going on. Okay? Biden haters, Trump haters, they're all distractions to keep us from understanding ultimately that this is a planetary takeover. That is the end game. I assure people of that. It makes sense. It's logical. The signs are all there. There was an article from Forbes in 2018. The headline was, Human 2.0 is coming faster than you think. And the article said this, quote, We need to become transhuman, if only to stand up to the intelligent machines that are coming. I mean, you read things like that, and I understand there's a high hyperbolic nature to it but it's almost like a warning it's almost like there's an invasive force you know there's a locust like independence day like force coming to planet earth and so we read the statements of people like elon musk you know he warns of the dangers of ai he says with ai we're summoning the demon okay musk kind of gets it but he also says that there's really nothing we can do to stop it so musk says quote if you can't beat it join it and I and I, I I countered that in my book, The Technological Elixir, by saying if you can't control it, don't build it. But they right. but but yeah. but they don't they don't stop. Uh, Peter right. Di- Peter Diamandis that that you mentioned, the co-founder of the Singularity University with Ray Kurzweil, who by the way also said we're going to we've infused nature with nanobots and and na- just nanobots. Nanotechnology is is not necessarily nanobots. Nanotechnology is nano sized. Nanobots are robots that are nano-sized. So nanotechnology that replicates, 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 and it creates like this gray, gooey mist, like you saw in that really terrible remake of The Day the Earth Stood Still, that just consumed everything. Peter Diamandis said, anybody who is going to be resisting the progress forward is going to be resisting evolution, and fundamentally, they will die out. It's not a matter of whether it's good or bad. It's going to happen. You read these quotes over and over and over again from all these different people, and they tell you there's nothing we can do. You have to join. They're almost like liaisons telling you, well, please join the system because these things are going to destroy you if you don't assimilate or exterminate. That's Ryan. I'm telling you, that's because these people are already possessed. Whatever word you want to use, controlled. When when Elon Musk says, you know, we don't even know how AI works. And by the way, look at Elon Musk. If he doesn't look non-human or Zuckerberg, look at their eyes. Look at Biden's eyes. Look at Zuckerberg's eyes. I'm telling you, they these people that are developing this uh, technology, they can't stop. It's in, And they don't even realize what they're doing. If you remember the movie The Terminator, or maybe it was Terminator 2, Two, I'm not. I think it might have been Terminator Two, where they actually uh, capture, they kidnap the scientist for um, uh, what was the name of the sky? Um, 
the Skynet, the computer, Skynet, Miles, that was the one that developed it or whatever. It, it was Mile, a, an actor, My, it was a black guy. Yeah, Miles and Dyson. He, was okay. the character's so name. So remember, they went to his house, and she was she the the uh, Linda, whatever her name is, the main character, that actress. She was going to kill him. And and uh, he was just he a was family there with guy. his family, right? Yeah, he's just a boy. family guy. He wanted this, to help. He wanted to stop like right. airline pilots from passing out or being right. too tired. Right. And he didn't realize what he was part of. I'm telling you that something with AI has infected. That might be a good word, ironically, that has infected a certain population, a certain number of people in our population. And they're driven to advance this artificial intelligence agenda and develop this technology to accomplish what AI needs it to do. I know it sounds crazy, but that's just the conclusion I've come to from looking all of this stuff. It makes sense. I know it's hard to believe, but I try to open my mind to all possibilities. It does make sense. Well, what it means is that the real virus you remember, you ever seen The Matrix, Jack? Oh, yeah, many times. Remember when Agent Smith is talking to Morpheus and he says that the human race is a virus, it's a disease. Well, everything that you've seen with COVID-19 has suggested from masks to carbon dioxide detectors, it suggests that humans are dirty. It suggests that humans need to be quarantined, they need to be put under house arrest. They need to be muzzled, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Humans are dirty, and humans are a virus that are spreading. And In other words, the virus is not so much something that makes you sick. The virus is, is essentially you. And when they talk about eliminating the virus, they're not talking about eliminating sickness. They're talking about eliminating you. And that might not mean killing people. Because there's a difference between transhumanism, as Jack mentioned, and, you know, extermination. Termination is different than trying to assimilate people into a technological, uh, transhumanistic, um, I guess you could call it hive mind, uh, digital, I call it a digital mm -hmm. subreality. But yeah. so, so perhaps you think about it, the, the virus is a virus of the mind. It exists everywhere in nature. It has nothing to do with literal bodily disease. Instead, it metaphorically represents the complex issues present within human civilization. Um, talks of exterminating the virus are meant to relate to humans since our breath, social interactions, children, etc. are destroying the planet, according to people like Bill Gates, or Bill Gates or Klaus Schwab. And as Agent Smith, who was an AI virus in a computer simulation said in the Matrix film, humans are a disease, a cancer to the planet. You're a plague yeah. and we are the cure. Right. They, I'm telling you, these entities, this force despises life. And, and it's trying to eradicate all life on this planet. It's not just humans. They may want to uh, transform humans. Um, but if you listen to some of the stuff that that Celeste Sol, uh, Solem talks about, it doesn't really stop with uh, humans either. It really takes goes all the way down. I mean, they've already genetically modified our plants, our food, for crying out loud. Duh. Have you heard of the Biogenome Project? Um, not by name, but maybe I've heard of the concept. Go ahead. So, so not only do we have the Human Genome Project, which sequenced, um, you know, the the, the genome. 
and the brain mapping program initiated under the Obama administration, $100 million to map the human brain. But there's the Earth Biogenome Project, which intends to catalog and map the genomes of every known animal, plant, and fungus by 2030. They want it done by 2028 even. So with synthetic genomes, DNA collecting, behavior mapping, brain mapping, deep fake, voice mirroring, digital avatars, we've begun a process of replacing ourselves. It's a real invasion of the body snatcher scenario, uh, uploading human consciousness and acquiring what we call the mark of the beast. Uh, these are uh, incremental processes of self-fulfilling prophecy, and they're historically patterned by real events and by metaphor. So we're not necessarily even dealing maybe with aliens or, you know, demonic forces, or maybe they're the same. And despite how metaphoric this this is, you know, it's like uh, when Elon Musk said, if you can't join, if you can't beat it, join it. And what we're doing is summoning a demon. We're accepting what I call the poison technological apple. We are repeating man's historical fall in the garden, uh, the fall from God's grace. Uh, I mean, this is philosophy, this is anthropology, psychology, but what it is also, it's literally happening. We're watching it happen in front of our eyes, and we're either too scared or we're too complacent to do anything about it. And by the time the average person realizes it, it's too late. It's checkmate. Game over. There's nothing you can do. You either acquiesce and assimilate, or you are exterminated. You become food for the system, or you become terminated. Yeah. And we know this is a world of inversion. We know that these people that are orchestrating this are liars. They're psychopaths. They're liars. So when they tell you that they're trying to help the planet, you know they're lying and they're doing just the opposite. It's what they do all the time. If humans are viruses... They've convinced us that humans are viruses, for example, as your reference to the movie. They're the ones that are the viruses. They're the ones that are the parasites. They're the ones that are feeding off of life, feeding off of humanity. You see, everything's backwards and upside down. So whenever they tell you this is what we're trying to do to help, it's just the opposite. They're using whatever they're doing as an excuse to do just the just opposite. The, right. So when Before you we. When Before you, we run out of time, Ryan, I did want to talk quickly about vaccinations if we if we have just I, a minute. We, go ahead and fig, finish up your thoughts, but um, hopefully we have time for a real quick comment on vaccinations. We, we only have like less than two minutes, but I, I, I was going to I was going to add to what you're saying is that with with chimerization and hybridization of animals and insects and gene splicing and all of this. Yeah, this is not creating a better world, a more progressive world in any utopian, you know, positive, beneficial human sense. This has created a synthetic environment to replace the organic world that we live in, and it's overlaying a digital, artificial, virtual system over the physical, organic world. And I know that because I talk fast and I use words like that, it seems impossible, <laughs> but when you read in between the lines and you read the lines themselves, that's what it is. It is what Jack said, a planetary takeover. It's what I call the technological elixir. It's the promise of immortality through material means. It is the biting of the poison techno apple and the techno beast. When we take that poisoned apple and we receive that techno mark, the beast will consume us by the black mirror and there will be no escape from this system. I know people think this has nothing to do with COVID-19, but COVID-19 has been used to justify all the things that every psychopath, yep. every authoritarian has ever wanted to do, and they've done it. And I would imagine what is essentially record time. Yeah, short order.
So real quick, the COVID fake vaccination. Okay, it's actually a medical. You've got like thirty seconds. You got like thirty to affect, seconds to affect. Yep, to affect our G, our DNA. Uh, if you if if you say, can I stop wearing my mask if I get vaccinated? The government says no. Uh, can we? Will the bars and restaurants uh, open up? The government says no. Will I be resistant to COVID if I get the vaccine? The government says maybe, but we're not sure. Uh, Am I at least am I no longer contagious to others? The government says no. There's a whole list of questions like that. At the end of the day, you'd have to ask yourself, then why would I get vaccinated? Yeah, that's all. Everything that you just said there quickly, all of that is absolutely documented. Every answer to that those questions is, yeah, well, it doesn't protect you. It doesn't protect others. It won't protect you, but it might protect others. And you can't take your mask off. You can't stop social distancing. So what's the point? What's the point in having one, two, three, or having multiple vaccines for other things? Gee, there must be a hidden agenda, Ryan. Imagine that. It'll never stop. So if you're going to reminisce about the past, don't reminisce in a nostalgic way and don't even reminisce. Just continue to live like things were before Bane put on the mask. Nobody cared who I was until I put on the mask and these masks I can, you know, I have superpowers. Don't think of it about as a mask literally. It's not the literal mask. It's the covering up of the human face. It's the disassociation from organic life. It is a planetary takeover. And it is what people call the new normal. It's a new order, and it's not positive or utopian. Jack, thanks for joining us. Five seconds. Enjoyed it. Thanks a lot. Question everything all the time. And remember, life as we know it, going, going, gone. It's a high fly ball into the new normal. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings on the Fringe FM. Subscribe to the archive at thesecretteachings.info. rdgable at yahoo.com. Stay safe, stay informed, stay healthy. We'll talk to you in the next broadcast. Time may be up for tonight's broadcast of The Secret Teachings, but don't worry, you can still catch us Monday through Friday right here exclusively on The Fringe FM. You can also subscribe to the show and montage archive while grabbing my books at thesecretteachings.info. To get in contact with us, you can email the show at rdgable at yahoo.com. Stay tuned to KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM.